All right, I think it's important to uh, to to say right off the top, this Lions team this year with this new coaching staff with this new regime, you got to understand they're really they're not any good. They're, they're they're not very good. All right, and so I think when you have that expectation, um, you can kind of go through the the motions here and understand that this is a rebuild, this full-blown rebuild. We're at a point now where this new coaching staff, and I really like so far what they've done in a lot of different areas. But they're they're not, they're, they're really not going to be competitive yet. So once you have that, once you've lowered that bar, and I know, geez, oh, Pete, I, you, you Lions fans out there are saying, Chris, We've had these expectations forever, forever. And I understand. And I I commiserate with you. But to, to understand and know that this team isn't any good will we'll, we'll go a long way. It'll at least make your, you know, it'll, your Sunday will be a little more pleasant, even if they lose, because you're not expecting anything. But I think that, when you you got to look at things in a vacuum sometimes and in this case i think the lions had an opportunity here today to win this football game i do i think they had an opportunity to win this football game going to chicago um you know a team that was one and two a team that's breaking in a a, a freshman quarterback ah jeez you got an opportunity here you got an opportunity here. And they did. They had opportunities. The problem is, is they were sloppy. They were careless with the football. And once again, they can't get out to a, a quick start. Look, I'm not mad at the loss. I'm mad at how they lost. That's the, you know, it's it's almost like, uh, you know, when you were a kid, and you got in trouble and your mom said, look, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And you're like, oh, can you just be mad at me? That would be, be a lot easier. I'd feel a lot better about the, the, the bad thing I did. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Disappointed. I'm disappointed today. Three trips to the red zone. Two fumbles and a failed fourth down conversion. Two fumbles in the red zone. I mean, you're there. You're knocking on the door. You, you can't let that kind of stuff happen. You can't start slow every week. You can't start slow every week and expect this team, expect this defense in particular. Let's focus on them for a second. You can't expect the defense every week to go a, a second half of football without letting points on the board. It's just, it's impossible. And then an offense that really doesn't have a receiver, you know, uh, Jared Goff, okay, but the, but the, the, this thing is pieced together, and so uh, you can't start slow every week. You just can't do it. You can't be down fourteen to nothing at the half. You can't be down twenty-seven to fourteen going into the fourth. It's a tough spot to be in, but in a in a game where look, you're not playing Tampa Bay. Not playing KC. You're playing a Chicago team that's just 
you know, Matt Nagy's fighting for his life, fighting for his job. They're just not, they're, they're not very good. They haven't been good for a couple of years. Heck, Akeem Hicks goes out the first play of the game. First defensive play of the game for the Bears. One of their best defensive linemen goes out with an injury, out for the game. David Montgomery, who has really become a nice running back in that operation, he goes out with an injury early in the fourth quarter. He had over 100 yards on the day, a couple of scores. But you can't get off the gun. I mean, it's it's like running a race. You can't get off the block slow. You'll never win. You'll never get to, you'll never finish ahead of the other racers. You just never do it. You can't put yourself in these spots. You can't do it. So again, I'm mad. I'm disappointed in the way they lost. I'm not even upset that they lost the game, really. I mean, look, we're, 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 we, we've got an opportunity here to uh, have a really nice draft class coming up uh, this in 2022. So, yeah, it's okay that they're on four. It's all right. It's okay. But the way in which they, they're, they're at times not even really competitive, you know, and then you look at, you, you kind of apples to apples. You look at like last week and this week. What happened? What's the difference here? I mean, it's a different kind of team last week. Felt like a different kind of organization last week, playing against, you know, a, a not the rookie year, Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens, but, but they're a good football team. Like, they're going to be in the postseason mix. What happened? What happened last week? And and all through the week, and you get to today, you look like a different football team. So it's the frustrating part is you hate to see three trips to the red zone and coming away with with uh, nada. You got a goose egg. That's just you can't you can't do it. You can't fumble the ball in the red zone twice. I don't mind being aggressive going forward at four for, you know, at fourth and goal, you know, it, 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 that's okay. I don't mind that. That's going to happen. But again, you can't be careless with the football. You just won't win games that way. And look, Justin Fields today was just okay. I mean, you know, 11 for 17 for 209. An interception. That's it. I mean, Jared Goff had a decent day through the air. Almost 300 yards, two touchdowns, had a passer rating of 105. It's a good day. Can't fumble the football. It just can't. So while I don't expect this team to, you know, make any postseason run, certainly, uh, I expect them to be pretty bad. This is about, I think, where I had them when we were talking and and making our preseason predictions. I I thought they'd be 0-4 to start the quarter. But you got you can't be careless with the football. You can't go three and zero or zero for three in the red zone. It it, it it's you're not going to win many football games that way. So I understand there are building blocks here. There is a process that is underway. This is a a borderline uh, tear it down, 
uh, to the foundation and rebuild this thing back up. And Lions fans have been dealing with it for a long time, I understand. Uh, certainly, if you want to weigh in on that, 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR, the number for you to call or text. Uh, I'll tell you what, we'll take a quick break. Come back on the other side. I want to talk about Michigan and Michigan State. Didn't, didn't get to uh, talk about the games yesterday. Obviously, we were in our pregame here at WJR, Michigan State, uh, Western Kentucky. Uh, and we've got a couple of football teams uh, ranked inside the top 15. One of them's inside the top 10. I'll tell you who that is coming up. We'll kind of break down these schedules because, you know, I, geez, that's a big win yesterday for Michigan. We'll talk about it here on Sports Rep. Coming up next here on WJR. Don't go anywhere. Hello from the other side. All right. We're going to talk about that coming up. Plus that commercial. Uh, for tonight's game, Tampa at New England, of course, meaning Tom Brady going back to Gillette to take on Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. W- what is the Adele thing? Uh, I'll get Jason's thoughts on it. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out coming to me. I don't, I, I, uh, all right, we'll talk about it. I, I'm bothered by it. We'll put it that way. Uh, we'll talk about it. Um, I'll tell you what. A couple of uh, uh, big time performances by, uh, Michigan and Michigan State yesterday. And I'll tell you what, we'll start with the Spartans. Now, the 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 game plan for Western Kentucky coming in last night was going to be throw the football, throw the football, and throw the football. They were going to throw it all around Spartan Stadium, which they did. They did. And I'll tell you what, as a matter of fact, they outgained the Spartans in total yardage. Um but Jaden Reed continues to be just a difference maker for this team. Uh, Just a totally, uh, you know, I I don't remember this type of weapon in East Lansing for, I don't know how long it's been. He is a truly, uh, I mean, he is a out and out game breaker. I mean, and, and look, I, you know, Spartan fans, pump the brakes. I don't think you're going to return punts every single week. But after not having a punt return for a touchdown for a decade, you've done it in back-to-back weeks, which is impressive. Uh, certainly shows what type of um, what type of emphasis that Mel Tucker has put on that unit, which I think is is positive. But you know, for Michigan State, to me, you've got two. You've got two, uh, um, I guess, impressive wins, but you've got two notable wins. Uh, Over Miami, going to uh, South Beach and taking on the Hurricanes, you beat them. Uh, You beat them in convincing fashion, especially towards the end of the game. Uh, And the Nebraska game, I got to give Nebraska a little bit of credit. They've turned it on over the the last couple of weeks uh, from what they were doing uh, to start the season. They were terrible. So I think Michigan State's got two quality wins, one on the road, one at home. I don't put a lot of stock into the Northwestern win. I certainly don't put a lot of stock into the Youngstown State win. That's an FCS team. And I, I don't put a lot of stock into the Western Kentucky win. And 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 the Spartans let um, Western Kentucky hang around a little bit too long for my liking. But what the Spartans, to me, where the, the worry comes is I think offensively 
you're a little bit smoke and mirrors. Again, I don't know what to make of Kenny Walker. I don't. I mean, he's really an incredible running back. And part of the reason why I don't, I can't compute is because how does this guy not start at Wake Forest? How, how does he end up at Wake Forest? I mean, I get guys slip through the cracks, but my goodness, I, I don't, I don't understand. And maybe Mel Tucker gets some credit here because you, you kick him into a different gear. But Kenny Walker is a heck of a running back. And I mean, you pair that with, with Reed, Naylor's another guy I love. I mean, those are, that's a, that's quite a tandem. But I think some of the things that Michigan State does on offense, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Defensively, I think that's where the real liability is. Um, You know, a defense that ranks, you know, in the hundreds in, in Division I college football, that's rough. This is a, a bit of a departure from where, you know, Mark D'Antonio had this thing humming on defense for a number of years. But I'm not taking anything away from the Spartans here. I think them rising to number 11 in the rankings is probably apropos. There were a number of top 25 teams that lost this week. But I just don't think the schedule, I don't know that we really know what Michigan State is yet. I don't, I don't know. And, and again, we had kind of talked about this as the schedule sets up really early. Uh, it sets up early really nicely for the Spartans. Now you're going to kind of come into an area where you got to figure this thing out because you're going to go against a defense next week in Rutgers. It's a top 40 defense. They're the 37th defense in the country. And so for me, um, that's going to be a real true test here for this Spartans offense. You know, Peyton Thorne, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have a lot more questions about Michigan State especially on offense defense. I defensively, I kind of see what they are like. They're a, they're a true work in progress on that side of the ball. I think they're, I think their secondary is certainly uh, as you saw Western Kentucky throwing the ball around the yard. I think they're, they're certainly susceptible to deep passes, uh, certainly some intermediate passes. I, I think they have a hard time uh, defending. They get a little bit of pressure, but I think if you go against a true offensive line, I don't know that, that you're going to get a ton of pressure. I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot of questions about Michigan State, but starting 5-0, and that's impressive. You know, being ranked number 11, could you have imagined that as a Spartan fan? That's, that's really impressive. It's really impressive. It's, 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 a, it's a huge tip of the cap to what Mel Tucker is doing, really. Overhauling this roster the way he did using the transfer portal, it's very impressive. Really, I, and I, I mean that in all sincerity. I'm very impressed with what Mel Tucker's doing. So, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm going to be interested to see w- as you get into the teeth here. And I mean, really, I mean, look at this. Michigan State could very well beat Rutgers. They could beat Indiana. This Michigan game, I don't know, we'll, we'll call that a toss-up at the moment. But you're probably beating Purdue. And then you got Maryland, Ohio State, and Penn State to end, end the year. That's a tough stretch. Maryland's a decent football team, despite their drubbing against Iowa uh, on uh, Friday. So, again, I just don't know what Michigan State is. 
I don't know. They could very well get to eight wins. You know, absolutely. Maybe even a nine. You go beat Michigan, you can get into nine wins, which would be incredibly impressive. Yeah, I don't know how you beat Ohio State. I don't know that you're beating Penn State. But you're going to be in a spot here where you're an eight, nine win football team. That's impressive. As somebody who had them at six and six preseason, I'm impressed. So I think you got two quality wins on your schedule. I think you beat an FCS team, which is fine for the record. And nor I don't, I don't, I don't think Northwestern is any good at all. And I think, and then you, you're you're taking on a Western Kentucky team that's well, Western Kentucky. So I think I, while we kind of see what Michigan State wants to be, I don't know that we truly know who they are yet. So it's something that we're going to continue to watch uh, as we uh, go on throughout the rest of this slate because, look, they're playing good football. Uh, all right, I tell you what, I backed myself into a corner. So what we're going to do is coming up next, we're going to talk about Michigan. Big-time win, big-time win against Wisconsin on the road. First time they've won at Camp Randall in I, I don't know. It's been forever. 2001. But, a, but a nice win. Yep, 2001. It's been forever. It's a nice win for Michigan. It's a quality win for Michigan. And we'll talk about that coming up next. Also, get you caught up on some of the scores going around the NFL. we got a lot to do here on Sports Rep, so don't go anywhere. Chris Rundwick here on WJR. All right, so Michigan hasn't won at Camp Randall in Madison in forever. I wasn't even a teenager yet. It's been that long. And I'm decrepit at this point. <laughs> That's a big-time win for Michigan. First time Jim Harbaugh's beaten an opponent as an underdog. They go on the road to a place that, you know, in my mind is probably a top three, top four, certainly a top five hardest place to play in the Big Ten venue. It's a tough place to play. And it's tough to, you know, to to get your wheels under you, to to, to get to get the moorings right. Def, you know, I, I think when you look at how that game unfolded early, um, Michigan was set to go up 13 to, to, to three at the half. And they let them back in that one. And, and Wisconsin drove down the field. Uh, Graham Mertz threw a couple of big time passes. Um, and, and, and they scored a touchdown with under a minute to go in the, in the second quarter, just before the half. And, and Michigan only is leading that one. Um, 13 to 10 at the half time. And and I think everybody, including me, was like, geez, you can't let you can't let Wisconsin score there. And really, Michigan probably should have been up by by more by the time halftime rolled around. But uh in the second half, Michigan would score 26 points. And they beat Wisconsin 38 to 17. Now, again. I'm going to play the, the the schedule game here with Michigan too. I think the Northern Illinois game, you throw it out. But the rest of the teams that Michigan has played, and look, I'm not blowing up Western Michigan here. I think, you know, they're, they're Western Michigan. But they got a top 20 defense. 
and their offense is ranked 63rd in the country. Washington, a 46th-ranked defense, 82nd in offense. Rutgers, 37th-ranked defense, and their offense is terrible. They're in the hundreds. And Wisconsin yesterday, again, offense, not very good. Graham Mertz has been terrible this year. Threw two pick sixes last week against Notre Dame in that blowout in the fourth quarter. But Wisconsin was, you know, competitive in that game. I didn't really ever feel like with Wisconsin was competitive in this game, especially in the second half. You know, Wisconsin is a top three defense. They entered that game number two overall and number one in the country against the run. I mean, you know, and I'm not saying Michigan ran all over them. They ran for a buck 12, but they were at least, they did enough on the ground to where it opened up things in the passing game. When you hear, you know, analysts, coaches, players talk about being balanced, that's really what they mean. They don't want you, they they don't want to be one dimensional. And so in this situation, while Michigan didn't run the you know run the rushing totals through the roof, they were balanced, relatively. And now I think we under now I think we know, I think we can say for certain that at least Cade McNamara can throw the football a little bit. It struggled early on, uh, didn't turn the ball over, but he was in a situation where. He was just thrown behind a couple of receivers, throwing balls low, probably a little uh, antsy in the pocket. But he settled down really nicely in the second half. Passer rating of 88.6, threw for 197 yards and two touchdowns. 17 for 28 on the day. Like an efficient day, right? Like Cade McNamara ain't going to win a Heisman, but he's a game manager. That's what he is. And I think he flashed a little bit of the long ball too which I was impressed by. So, you know, from Michigan's perspective, I think we got a little more answers yesterday. Like, I don't have as many questions about Michigan now than I do about Michigan State. You know, I think Michigan, I you know, a couple of things that we had talked about, you know, especially as the season has rolled on, is can Michigan generate a pass rush with just three or four guys? Like, do they need to be blitzing? Like, that was kind of what it was under Don Brown. They needed to be blitzing all the time. And that left them really exposed on the back end. But this game against a Wisconsin offensive line that is not as good as they have been in in recent years past, still a, a Wisconsin offensive line. And, you know, I mean, geez, like, that's a good unit on that in on that on that team. So I think the, the the ability to generate a pass rush, really like what Mike McDonald's doing with the with the defense. I really do. I mean, just overall, I really do. I think I, I, I especially think that being able to disguise certain blitzes the way he does is really effective. The way you mix in the zone with the man is impressive. And the way that these guys have played it, I think is pretty is, is pretty good. You know, I still think the corners have some work to do. I think that that that, that is a an area where this defense could be vulnerable. But 
with that said, they are, they're a little bit, you know, they, they pose a little bit of a, a conundrum to offenses because you, you really don't know what they're throwing at you. I mean, they, they show man, they'll go zone. They show zone, they go man. And it, it really can keep an offense off kilter. So I'm impressed with Michigan. You know, I think a win against Wisconsin, and, and, and here was another part of all this, is going on the road. Michigan hadn't been on the road yet this year. Western, Wisconsin, or excuse me, Western, Washington, Northern Illinois, Rutgers, all at home. So this was their first road test. Hostile environment, good football team, good defense, really. And they put up 38. That's pretty impressive. It's impressive. So for Michigan, I got less questions. Less questions. But the corner play is still something that I think if you're a Michigan fan, you got to be concerned about just a little bit. But the way they mix in the zone and, and man is is something that at least is helping on the back end, specifically guys like Jamon Green and Vincent Smith. And now you got to, you know, now, now you're getting into it here. So now you got Nebraska on the road, night game. That can be a tough place to play as well. You know, Lincoln will get rowdy. And Nebraska's feeling themselves a little bit. So that's going to be another good test for this Michigan team. I really liked uh, after the game and and during the game, you saw, so going into the fourth quarter, it's a really cool tradition uh, at, at Camp Randall, but they do the jump around. They play jump around. And the whole stadium jumps. And, I mean, I haven't been to Camp Randall uh, as this has been going on, but I just hear the whole stadium sways. Like, it moves back, and you can feel the stands moving around because everybody is jumping. It's an awesome tradition. Love it. But you see the Michigan sideline, and they are going bonkers. Bonkers. They're jumping around. The, The Wisconsin sideline isn't. The fans are. But the Michigan players on on the bench, they're going nuts. And after the game, Dax Hill, the safety, said that that's their juice, and we were there to steal their juice. So we were there jumping around, having fun. We stole their juice. Which I thought was, you know, not something that we, not a, tra- a trait of a Jim Harbaugh team in the past, right? Like you're going for business, you get your work pail, uh, you get your thermos. And you go to work. This is a little bit, this feels like a bit of a different Michigan team. Feels like a team that can contend for some things. Not saying they will. Jeez, oh, Pete's. But I certainly believe that this is somebody uh, that, uh, that this team, they can, uh, they can certainly uh, rally behind for a certain, uh, or at least, you know, coming up with the teeth of the schedule. Uh, We'll take a quick break, come back with more on Sports Rap next. All right, I want to get you caught up on uh, some scores uh, scores around the NFL. Uh, We'll get you some of the games that have been uh, finalized at this hour. Washington beats the Falcons in Atlanta 34-30. The Bills all over the Texans, further cementing my positions that the Texans stink 40 to nothing. My goodness. Uh, Bears over the Lions 24-14. We talked about that. Uh, Cowboys, Jason's Cowboys, over the Panthers, 36 to uh, 28. Ezekiel Elliott getting those uh, those legs moving. How about that? 143 yards and a score there, Jace. Yes, he is looking like the 2016 Zeke 
Trayvon Diggs, two more picks today. Mm-hmm. He is on fire. But I didn't like the way they finished that game. They were up 22. They kind of slept walk through the fourth. But a win is a win. Yeah, yeah you know, I yeah. In the NFL, it's different. You know, I mean, I think it's a different mindset a little bit. If you're up by that much, you tend to sleep through it. But but they got through it, and they got the win, so that's good. They improved to 3-1 and uh, on the year. The Colts over the Dolphins for their first win on the season, 27-17 to down in Miami. The Browns over the Vikings, excuse me, 14-7. to Giants getting their first win on the year as well over the Saints, 27-21. to And... Uh, Jason, do you have the the uh, the breaking news sounder there? I mean, uh, I think we should probably fire that up. How about this? The Jets getting their first <laughs> win on the air, twenty-seven to fourteen over Tennessee in overtime. In overtime, Ryan Tannehill. That's it. There it is. <laughs> the New York Football Jets have a win on the year. Uh, and look, that Titans team is is legit. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Eagles 42-30 to uh, in a couple of games in progress. The Rams, oh my goodness. I just thought that they were going to go 17-0 was my assumption. Uh, but the Cardinals are taking it to them in L.A. 34-13 to with just under 10 to go. Kyler Murray's thrown for 268 and two scores. Uh, so uh, Matthew so Stafford could no have no 17-0 and Rams and no 0-17 Jets? Yeah, you're right. I didn't think of I was I was kind of betting on the Jets too. That would have been nice. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so uh, a, a couple of interesting developments with those teams. Uh, it's the Seahawks over the 49ers, 28 to 13, with seven minutes to go uh, in the fourth quarter. There, the Ravens over the Broncos, 20 to seven, with 13 minutes to go in the fourth. Uh, the Packers leading the Steelers with four. Uh, it looks like they're just starting the fourth quarter, 27. Uh, to 10, Aaron Rodgers has thrown for 235 yards uh, and two touchdowns. Do you think Aaron Rodgers, talk about sleepwalking, you think Aaron Rodgers is just sleepwalking through this season? Like he is completely uninterested uh, in is still being uh, in Green Bay? Yeah, I think he's got the Jeopardy theme song in his head. Now, see, I don't believe this. <laughs> I don't believe Aaron Rodgers would leave football for Jeopardy. He can say all he wants. I think that that is rubbish. Rubbish. Well, it's, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is leaving football for Jeopardy. It's a lot safer of a gig, and I bet you it pays. Maybe, well, maybe not to say. I don't know. I don't know how the host of Jeopardy gets paid, but you never know. I mean, Alex Trebek didn't uh, have uh, millions of dollars in sponsorships that I know of, um, and I would imagine that you know. I don't know. I, I just I I you know. It's funny. He has said that multiple times, but I just you know. I I, think I don't see it silly. happening either. No. Uh, so the Packers over the Steelers, 27-10, uh, start of the fourth quarter there. All right, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this. We got a game tonight um, that I think is very exciting. You got Bucks, Pats, 8-20 kick from Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. Why is this important? Well, of course, because Tom Brady is coming back to Foxborough. He's going to play his first game against the Patriots since walking away last offseason and then eventually winning another Super Bowl, this time with the Buccaneers. Um, I like a good storyline as much or as more than anybody. Really. 
I think this is a, a great storyline. And I was a little surprised that they didn't, you know, obviously the schedules were already set out, but I was kind of thinking they were going to try to figure out a way to work that in last year, but it didn't happen. So this is the year. I thought that too. And thank God they didn't because it, it could have been in front of a limited crowd or no crowd. No, it's you true. Know. You're right about that. You're right about that. This is, this is, this is, this will be a lot better. Um, but have you seen the, the NBC commercial? I, you know what? Sunday I, night football for this. I just well, watched it during the last commercial break. Uh, Cause you were saying, what the hell is Chris singing Adele for? What, what is this about? <laughs> right. Um, so the commercial is Adele's hello. Uh, set to, uh, you know, f- footage of Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. You got the quick change in uniform, Tom Brady walking. You kind of get the back shot of, of his nameplate and his helmet. And he's in the Patriots uniform. And then it does a quick switch. And now he's in the bucks, you know, get up and he's just walking slow and the fireworks and Bill Belichick scowl and you know, the whole thing. And they're unveiling and, the Super Bowl uh, banners. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's the deal. Um, this is a little excessive. Can we can we all agree that Adele, the 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 Adele Hello song is a a little bit strange for a preview of an NFL football game? Is that just me? No, I think you're right. Is it just me? I mean, look, the lyrics great. They set the tone. It's a perfect uh, scene setter here. But I just thought it was a little. I thought it was a little much. I just thought it was a little much, especially with all these reports coming out that, like, you know, Bill Belichick has, uh, you know, zero cares in the world for Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Like, he's Tom Brady is like becoming a decrepit old man in the NFL. And, uh, you know, Bill Belichick's like, and, and then, you know, the most Super Bowl winning player of all time. And Bill Belichick's like, now nah, you got to go run gassers, Tom. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's running gassers, Tom. You got to, you know, and, and, I just think it's a silly, uh, like anthem to play for this song. I when I saw the commercial for the first time on TV, I was blown away. Like I was I, like jaw on the floor. I was like, "What did I just see?" My immediate what thought was, "It's a, it's a it's a tearjerker." If you're a Patriots fan, is it? I I mean, it, it, I don't know if I was a Patriots fan, I would tear up during that because I've got six Super Bowls from Tom Brady. And, uh, I, I, I will know. have shed many enough tears for the rings. It, true, yeah. <laughs> hey, Tom, thanks for the memories. Appreciate all that. You know what I mean? Like, ah. And and now look, aside from all of the nonsense of, of hello, and look, don't get me wrong, I love me some Adele. She's fantastic. I'm one of the greatest singers uh, of our generation. She's she's wonderful. Just thought it was a little silly. Um, but in all seriousness here, I think this is going to be a good football game. Um. You know, the Buccaneers, uh, they're just they're just more equipped. They're just a, they're just a more complete football team. You know what I mean? Like at every level, they've got playmakers. They got playmakers. And so for me, I just think, you know, defensively. They're superior offensively. They've got weapons coming out of their ears. And so I don't know. I to me it just I I don't even think you know the line six and a half. I I don't even I you know I'm gonna take that. I I, I think that they're gonna beat them by more than six and a half. I oh, think they're I gonna agree. beat them by more than a touchdown. I think it's gonna be a blowout. I do too. I, think, I just I think the drama is gonna end quickly tonight. 
I, I agree. Oh, my goodness. Now, see, here's what I don't know that you can bet on on FanDuel. I haven't checked. But, like, can you bet on uh on a – on the uh, like, it's got to be, like, a, like, just a hook. Like, a half a percent chance that, like, Brady and Belichick are going to meet at the Patriot head at, at center field, and they're going to have this long embrace. I don't know if that's on FanDuel. I haven't checked. I haven't either. No. And no Gronk tonight. Gronk is out. Right. Where's Gronk's commercial? <laughs> he didn't Gronk's even make the trip Adele? either. No, I know. He's banged up. He's been ruled out. But where where's Gronk's commercial? I think Gronk deserves a, a an Adele hello version. Could you imagine that in those silly sunglasses and he's like slamming two <laughs> beers together like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin? You know what I mean? That would be that's a commercial that I'm signed up for. Oh, Give yeah. me that one. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, we will see you back here Saturday, 6 o'clock, uh, right here on WJR Sports Wrap. Have yourself a wonderful week, and we'll talk to you then.